Welcome to another episode of Straight Talk with Strahan. Hey, it's Odie Strahan, and I'm having one of the most amazing days of my life. Hopefully you are too. Let's get this show started. What's going on? What's going on? Welcome to another episode of Straight Talk with Strahan. Guys, I am fired up, super excited about, to, about this episode today. We have this gentleman that's a, first and foremost, a great man of God, someone that, you know, uh, I truly, truly respect, great family man, devoted husband, great father, phenomenal businessman, and yes, I did it in that order intentionally, and uh, just really blessed to have him on. He's a CEO of Rapid Brands and the Johnson Group. You may have, you know, seen him on the Shark Tank where he was able to partner up and secure a deal with Dallas Maverick owner Mark Cuban. Uh, just amongst the plethora of achievements this, this young man has, you know, has already done and just like really excited to get into it, uh, the backstory, some of the key components to his success. And uh, like I said, just really looking for some, you'll be able to provide some great value and content today. Chris Johnson, you out there, brother. Hey, man. Hey, th- th- thanks for having me, man. And, and, and uh, I appreciate the introduction and and uh, I, I love it. You, you called me a young man. I haven't been called that in a while, man. The bones is aching, so uh, I, I received that. <laughs> yeah, brother. No, hey, hey, your best days is yet to come, man. And, and, and that's saying a lot. That's saying a lot. So listen, listen, Chris, I got a lot to get into, man. If you don't mind, let's just dive right into it. Is that okay? Let's do it. That, let's do it. All right, all right, man. Hey, so growing up, talk to me. Uh, you know, were you exposed to entrepreneurship? I mean, did you always have that in you? Because you know, uh, you know, entrepreneurship, unfortunately, is something that's not really, you know, taught in schools. It's usually what, you know, people are able to see firsthand. So is that something that you were able to be exposed to growing up? Yeah, you know, um, I think that the big thing for me, I remember, you know, I, I was, uh, I was, basketball was my, was my everything. And um, I remember my dad, he never, ever said to me, have a backup plan. Uh, because, you know, that just infuses doubt. Uh, but I remember him telling me, hey, Chris, I want you to have two dreams. And he said, because after you get out of the NBA, you know, you'll be like 35, 36, and you still got the rest of your life ahead of you. So have two dreams. And I didn't know what that second dream was uh, until I watched the movie uh, Boomerang with Eddie Murphy. And uh, I just remember Eddie Murphy being in the suit, corner office, and he had Holly Berry. And I said, you know what? I want to be a businessman. <laughs> you know, that'd be my second dream. And uh, my first uh, start of entrepreneurship, man, uh, I, I remember my 16th uh, birthday and uh, my parents allowed me to have a uh, party uh, in my uh, garage. And, um, and so I invited, you know, the school and, you know, friends and, and it was packed. There was, I mean, everybody came. And so the garage got packed so quick that I had the idea. I said, you know what, I'm going to start charging. And so I yelled to the line. I said, hey, if you got $5, come to the front of the line. And I remember people holding up the $5. And I started collecting as they entered. And I just remember, like, the joy of, like, making money and giving these guys a good time. And, I, and the, how the money would stack up in my hand. I was like, man, I love this as much as basketball. And I was like, man, I'm gonna be a businessman. And so that was my first start of, of my entrepreneurial journey, man. Yeah, man, you just brought up Boomerang. Don't forget about Robin Givens, man. She was, 
don't, don't, don't forget about Robin Gibbons, man. No, that's awesome. I like the fact that, you know, and I did see that. I love the fact that your dad, you know, uh, really impressed that upon you early on, uh, being able to have multiple dreams, not just having, you know, be, not just being one dimensional. Um, that's awesome that he was able to, you know, obviously implement that, you know, in you at a young age. Um, and that, I mean, that's two great, you know, goals. You got the NBA, but like you said, you can't play basketball forever, right? Yeah, uh, even even hey, even even Vince Carter had to, had to retire this year, right? Exactly. I mean, exactly. You know? um, yeah. By the way, for the record, uh, I, we could probably have Chris on here for multiple topics, but he was a dog of a basketball player. I'm trying to say. So they, I, I remember nice lefty shot. So we, you know, we'll definitely talk sports on this pod, but we we could bring him back for a whole just a basketball <laughs> one. So you know, you know, I'll, I'll be the first to you know, uh, you know, admit that that's for sure. So so talk to me. So 16 years old. Um, at t I want to say that's a sophomore in high school, maybe sophomore, yeah. freshman, sophomore in high school. Um, how did that even come about? Like, what made you even think about that? I mean, because most 16 year olds aren't thinking about, you know, uh, putting together and, you know, you're able to put, you know, essentially like some, some uh, young clubs together, right? Is that, that sound yeah, like yeah, that's what yeah, it was? No, so, yeah, so after, after the birthday party, uh, I got hooked and I said, you know what? I'm going to start, uh, I'm going to start more more events and you know i couldn't do it at my house so so what i did is uh at 16 i said you know what the only places for uh you know high schoolers to go is like their junior prom or senior ball and i said you know what i'm gonna start throwing parties so i remember man at 16 years old or i was about to turn 17 uh i went and rented out the dante uh club um <laughs> you know i went and rent, rented that out uh, I passed out, uh, I created a whole bunch of flyers uh, at Kinko's, and then I would go to each high school, and I would, I would talk with, like, the jock, the dude that was, like, you know, uh, you know, the most known at that school. I hand him the flyers, and I say, hey, you're VIP, you get in free, and so I did that to Laguna, Elk Grove, Valley, um, and, um, uh, I hired my own security, hired a DJ, and I remember that that event. I charged ten dollars a person, and uh, that my revenue. I had over four hundred people attend that event. So at sixteen, seventeen years old, man, I made four thousand dollars that night. Um, paid my DJ, you know, I think that was like five hundred. Security was like eight hundred, and then the hall. And, but I profited like two grand and I had it cash. And I go, wow, like I really got something here. And I continue to do that. Like uh, uh, by the time I was 18, I had clubs in Elk Grove and Stockton. Elk Grove was Friday nights, Stockton was uh, Saturday nights. At 20, uh, I owned a modeling agency on Arden Way um and uh had over 50 talents uh, a lot of people don't know i i actually put uh 40 people as extras in the movie training day with denzel washington um yeah I had basketball camps i mean you continue on and on that, that and so young i just love fell in love with entrepreneurship okay so there's it's crazy because you're so far ahead of your time is that you're actually using some bulls when it comes to the this uh, the, the business these days when it comes to uh influencers like you you know uh how you, you you that was a perfect example of leveraging influencers when you're talking about you know getting it to that you know that 
that popular student or that, you know, that athlete, right, at the schools when it comes to your original business. Uh, that was a form of you actually leveraging influences right there at the young age of 16. <laughs> you, know, you know, it's crazy to think about that. It, it's so, so true. And I didn't even, it was just intuitive. I didn't even know the word about influencers at, at that time. But yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah, I mean, that, you were able, oh man, you were far ahead of me, trust me, at, at 16, actually not even at 16, when I was actually introduced to entrepreneurship, I thought it was a spaceship. <laughs> and I was like, I had no idea what that was. So trust me, you were, you were, you're definitely ahead of me. But yeah, I mean, it, what, what's crazy is that, you know, like you said, without even knowing it, you were already using, you know, one of the success, you know, a success principle, success tip, or success, you know, a power move that people do these days when it comes to getting your product or getting the business in the hands of influencers uh, so that the word could spread. And that's, that was beyond influential in you probably packing out, you know, that club, you know, with, you know, 400 plus people. It definitely helped out, right? You got to at least, at least helped out the situation. Oh, no question. No question about it. So let's get into this. So I'm glad you brought this up. Uh, is uh so not too many people know about the you know the modeling agency so um and so talk to me about that what even made you think about you know uh opening something like that up uh, i mean is that is that is that was is that like an undercover career that you wanted to when you were going up as no is that, no is that another one no talk no, to me it, about that yeah it was it was totally opportunistic um one of my buddies uh chris harris uh it's another uh, uh sacramento guy uh, one of the best shooters, uh, uh, you know, he's a basketball player and, uh, he was in LA and he was modeling and, uh, he came back to, to SAC and he's telling me about modeling. I was like, how does that work? And I was like thinking more on the business side. And I said, okay, so they represent you and then they get you opportunities and then they get a percentage. And, and I said, you know what, I'm gonna start a modeling agency. <laughs> so that, that, <laughs> that's literally how, how that happened. And, you know, I, I think for me, um, you know, um, you know, I know a lot of people, you know, face risks and they, they, they look at risks and when they're trying to make a decision, if they should start that company, if they should, if they should take that opportunity, I think a lot of people uh, are, are paralyzed by fear of like, man, what if I lose? What if I, what if this happens, you know? And so on the other side of that coin of that coin is what if this thing's amazing? What if this thing works? What type of impact will this have on my family? And so while I I, I look at risks, I just I, I I put my vision in the faith of what's possible. And so all those early ventures allowed me to, you know, create these amazing companies that I currently have today. And every single one of those experiences, you know, have blessed me uh, to be the uh, businessman and the uh, entrepreneur I am today. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and I hear you when it comes to fear. I know there's a lot of acronyms out there. My, my favorite one, which I'm pretty sure you've heard and used many times, is false evidence appearing real. Because a lot of times, uh, what people fear uh, will never come to fruition, you know, and it actually prevents a lot of people from even getting started or even, you know, attempting to, to move forward on the vision and thoughts and the aspirations they have, you know, and I'm glad to hear that someone like yourself, you know, at a very young age, uh, didn't have an ounce of fear in you. I mean, <laughs> I mean, you, you caught an idea, caught the, the business concept, the principles of it, and, you know, went, went forward. I know, uh, Actually, before we, you know, before we move on for the modeling agency, I know you uh, helped, uh, you know, 
a, a good old Cordova High School alum, Robbie Jones, get started, right? I know, you know, Robbie. I, I, I did, man. I did. Well, what a blessing that was. Like, uh, yeah, Robbie was one of my uh, talents. And um, uh, uh, Robbie was one of the ones that I put in the movie uh, Training Day. Uh, with Denzel Washington, he he was an he was an extra in that movie, and he caught the bug. Um, and you know, from that introduction, uh, Robbie just took it to a whole nother level. You know, continued to have success in Hollywood. You know, casted in big films with Tyler Perry, uh, uh, some major you know networks. And I'm just so happy uh, about his success. Um, I only had a small, tiny percent of. Uh, of anything that had to do with Robbie, you know, it's a blessing that I gave him, a, you know, that start into it, but all his success is because, uh, you know, God has blessed him and, and the hard work that he's had. But yes, uh, it, it's, it's pretty awesome to to know that just that idea, uh, building that company is uh, uh, introduced Robbie to, uh, to, the, to the work that he's in now. Yeah, you provide you provided him that vehicle. Uh, you know, you gave him uh, you know the start. Uh, Robbie, uh, you know, when I, was a, was a heck of a ball player too. He actually, you know, you know, walked on and got some good playing time at Cal. And yeah. you know, I, I'm, he, he's older than me, but I remember I was a young buck playing against him at Cordova. But he was getting, you know, he's, he was he was getting some buckets. But yeah, he's obviously had a you know, you know, a great career. And you know, glad that you know you were able to you know, like I said, you know, provide that vehicle for him to get started. You know, it's a funny story, but actually with Rob, I'm not sure you know, at what point this was when it comes to the timeline, but we actually in our CBS test when we we're going to become teachers at one point, <laughs> it was next to me. I said, Rob, what's going on, man? And we were, we were over there. We, we took the CBS uh, test together, you know, for our teach, you know, towards our teaching credentials, uh, which was, which, which was kind of a funny encounter with him. Yeah. yeah. To, well, talk to me about this. So when, early on these, 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 you know, these businesses, when it comes to, you know, even the club, the, you know, the modeling agency, Let's talk about these two specifically before we move on to the Johnson Group. Uh, talk to me about, you know, the blueprint. Was there a certain structure that was uh, similar when it comes to, the, you know, were you, were you starting to get a pattern to, to the business, to these business models that you were putting together? No, uh, not, not, not really, man. Um, it, it was more so just, you know, grind and make it happen. Uh, I, I didn't become more strategic and start putting patterns together to later, you know, in my entrepreneurial journey. At that time, it was just, you have an idea, just go execute it. Um, you know, and uh, um, that, that, that was, that was, that was uh, what it was early on. It wasn't until now where I started to put systems and, you know, uh, things in place that, you know, can make the company self-managing and automated and, you know, have a ton of success, but yeah, no, er, early on. And I think that's a good skill set for people because so much is just launching, just go, right. Have an idea and just go. Um, and I got that early on. Absolutely, man. And, you know, there's a saying, you know, uh, uh, you know, well, ignorance on fire is better than brilliance on ice. Sometimes you just got to go, you know, just got to go instead of a lot of people sit on ideas and feel like they have to have everything put together before they move. Yes. I'm pretty sure you've seen that. So, uh, absolutely, absolutely. Let's talk about the Johnson Group. So, talk to me about that because I know that's when you know business for you really, you know, really uh, you took it to a to another level. How did how did the Johnson Group, the the concept, the the, the thought behind that, how did that all come about? Yeah. So um, I graduated from UC Davis, 
And uh, after uh, graduation, I worked for one of the biggest engineering, uh, multidisciplinary engineering firms called URS, which is now uh, AECOM. And they had a national reduction in force, basically a layoff. And I was um, forwarded to a um, engineering and architecture, uh, or engineering and environmental type of uh, recruiting company. They were a billion dollar firm. And uh, they, I was going there as a candidate to, you know, look at placing me at a new firm. But they liked me so much in the uh, interview that they, uh, they brought me in uh, as an employee. Um, and I got to tell you, like, my, my drive and my work ethic, uh, that dog competitiveness that I had in basketball, I applied into everything in my life. And so I quickly became the number one producer in the entire company, over 3,000 employees. Mm. Um, and so they promoted me uh, to account manager and basically to build a business, you know, build, a, build an architecture uh, uh, practice. And it had never been done before. And in 11 months, uh, I made, the, I, I became the number one salesperson in the company uh, and basically created a, a multi-million dollar company in 11 months for, the, for them. And at that point, I said, I remember uh, being a contest winner. We're in the Bahamas, um, the, you know, celebrating, you know, the top performers, you know, have an all expense paid trip out there. Uh, but I didn't have joy, man. Uh, I had a ton of unrest. And I said, you know what? I basically started a multi-million dollar company in a company. Yep. And, and it, was, it was just my efforts in doing that. I said, you know, I want to start my own firm. And, and I made a lot of money, uh, you know, as you can imagine, we're a big firm like that, you know. Um, and I'll never forget my wife while we're in the Bahamas. And I was, look, I'm only, I was only like 25, maybe 25 years old. We just had bought a house. Um, we, we, you know, we have kids. Did we have Joe at that time? I'm not sure. But uh, I think she was pregnant, maybe. And I remember, I'll never forget this. And this is, this is the blessing of having such a support. I've been with my wife since I was 14 years old. Uh, yesterday. Amazing. We celebrated uh, 19 years of marriage. Um, Congratulations. Thank you, man. Um, but I remember what she said to me. And so just, I think my base salary was like uh, 30,000, but in commissions uh, and bonuses, uh, I made about uh, 200 grand that year as a 24, 25 year old. And, but I had unrest, cause I was like, man, there's a bigger vision in me. And I remember what my wife said, I said, what do you think? And she was like, ever since we were young, you always told me that you wanted to be a millionaire, not a 200,000 air. Mm. <laughs> Man. <laughs> and I remember it like to this day. <laughs> and, and I was like, I was done. It's a wrap. Uh, when I got back, I, I put in my notice and, and I started the Johnson Group in 2006. And um and that that's you know uh where i started that journey and i and i gotta tell you it was the the hardest journey i've ever been on um it made me battle tested it was so much you know turbulence in that journey but um i don't regret the starting of that and so 
that's that's how that's how the Johnson Group came to pass. Um, yeah, it's it's amazing. It's amazing the, the the things they remember, huh? So she remembered you saying that back in high school, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. That's, hey, held, <laughs> hey that, you had an account accountability partner early on, man. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. So, uh, you, you got the Johnson Group up. Uh, what did that exactly consist of? I mean, how many? I mean, when it comes to the you know employees, you know, find the you know the the you know the location to have it at. Like, how long did it take that whole process to really? get up up and going especially if you're transitioning from a job that you made you know pretty much a quarter million at um how how was that how was that initial process to transitioning to a full-time entrepreneur uh man it, it it was it was uh it was easy for me like i i i had the vision of exactly a, of how i was going you know i i had a, a non-compete um so i respected that i was like i'm st you know now i'm not just confined just to Sacramento area, greater Sacramento, I can, I can go after the nation. And so I just started, um, business development, man. Um, I remember I would, um, challenge myself, uh, to make 200 sales calls a day. And I would, you know, I would say, is there anybody in the world that's outworking me right now? Is there anybody in the world? Not mm -hmm. Sacramento. Is there mm. anybody in the world? And I would, I, I remember, Shauna has one of my, my wife, Shauna has the, the picture. I remember my first day, you know, I'm in my briefcase. I put on a suit. I'm my, I'm my, I'm my, I'm, it's only me. I have no employees, Jay. <laughs> and, and, and you can, and, and I have my briefcase and I'm, I'm in front of my, you know, my new, uh, my 745. And, and I could just, I could, you know, I look back at that day uh, in 2006 and I uh, may of 2006 and I just see like the faith and the determination of that dude and um, and that's how I built it man um, I, I continue to just build and build and build and um, and then eventually added uh, employees one of my 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 guys uh, who's helped me build the Johnson group is James Cameron um, he came along, uh, with, uh, with, uh, Johnson group, James and I were arch rivals, uh, in basketball. You know, he was at Elk Grove. I was at, uh, Florin. We hated each other. Um, <laughs> and James has been with me for 13 years, you know, um, you know, we've built that from zero in sales to it, it's, uh, it's, you know, over the years, it's a, a multi-million dollar company. And, uh, and it's been a, a tremendous blessing, which we, we changed up the model instead of just being a uh, placement type of company where companies have to pay, you know, expensive placement fees. Now what we do is we become a corporate recruiter uh, for those firms. So instead of them paying expensive placement fees, we actually become an internal partner and for the less, the pr uh, less of a price of an administrative assistant. And uh, it, uh, it's been a huge model and that's the only way that we work with firms now. And uh, even through COVID, you, you know, we had some uh, turbulence, but uh, we're, still, we're still kicking butt. And so um, uh, that company has been around for now for 14 years. No, it's amazing, man. It's also always nice being able to, you know, build, build uh, like, you know, business empires with, with uh, good friends, loyal, you know, loyal friends. And like you said, uh, you know, people <laughs> in this case that you, you battled against and uh, that's been able to 
you know, be with you through the peaks and valleys. Cause you know, in business, it is like a roller coaster. It's not, it's not just, you know, it goes through ups and downs and it's nice to have someone that's, that's been with you. And as you, as you alluded to earlier, that's been battle tested, uh, which is awesome, man. It's great to hear. Let me ask you at its peak though, um, which, you know, obviously that, that will, that, that could always change, but at, at its peak, uh, how big did the Johnson group get? Like, I mean, when it comes to numbers and, uh, you know, when it comes to production, how, you know, so the audience kind of gets an idea of how, how big you built this, the Johnson group. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's uh, like, like I said, it, you know, with any business, you have those roller coasters where, you know, we were up and then we were down and, you know, especially with a company like that, that provides corporate recruiting services to companies that are hiring. You know, when when they're actually uh, laying off, uh, you know, that hurts that that company. I mean, I remember back, back uh, when the downturn happened, you know, J James and I were, you know, clinging on of, you know, okay, you know, what do we do now? And just had a ton of faith and still continued to pursue, you know, uh, press through that. Um, and you know, fast forward today, we have, uh, you know, it's still a relatively small company, but uh, lean. Uh, there's 11 of people that uh, work for the Johnson Group. We got a, just an amazing, amazing team. And, uh, um, you know, Johnson Group became the seventh fastest growing company in Sacramento by the Sacramento Business Journal. Um, so uh, it's, it's been, it's been, uh, it's been a, uh, an amazing, amazing success, amazing ride. Um, it, it's been a tremendous blessing uh, on my family. And, you know, having great leaders like James, you know, allows me to build all these other businesses, including uh, Rapid Brands. Awesome, man. And actually, uh, that's what I wanted to segue into and pivot and get into. Uh, but more specifically, you know, first and foremost, the Rapid Ramen Cooker, right? And how that eventually led you to uh, Shark Tank. So let, let's get the real, man. I, you know, let's hear the real story behind the Rapid Ramen, you know, cooker. How, how did that come about? You know, uh, <laughs> when did when did that really start formulating? Uh, you know, because, uh, you know, that's something that er everybody could relate to uh, when it comes to, you know, you, you know, making, you know, ramen. So talk to me about that. <laughs> hey, quick break here. Sorry to interrupt the podcast. We'll get you right back to it. We just want to spend a few seconds to talk about Panda Commission. Panda Commission is a digital marketing agency that helps online businesses increase profits by designing high converting sales funnels. If you need more leads and sales for your business, you need to be intentional about telling stories that convert customers into buyers. From logo design and branding to sales funnel design and funnel optimization, Panda Commission is a one-stop shop for building your online empire. So go check it out at pandacommission.com and be sure to tell them that Strahan sent you. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, how that happened is, I, you know, I ate ramen all my life, right? With noodles, right? You just, we eat noodles, man. And um, yeah. I've always made it in the microwave and because I, I, I don't like pulling out a pot, boiling the water, waiting for the water to boil. Then you got to put the noodles in there. Then it, because it's, you're boiling it on the stove, it's so hot, you got to let it cool. Like, that's a long process. And I always made it in the microwave, but you never get that stovetop taste. And one time, 
I was making it, you know, usually I use a ceramic bowl, I used a glass bowl, you know, sometimes you use like a, you know, a plastic bowl, but I saw that, you know, uh, with different materials, uh, you get different cooking results. And so I was like, man, and then I saw that, okay, the water to the water ratio also makes a difference. And I said, and one time I made it like perfect. And then the next time I couldn't, it didn't, it didn't work as perfect anymore. But I said, wait a minute, there's a way to make perfect ramen <laughs> noodles in the microwave, <laughs> right? And so yeah. I, I said, you know what, uh, I, you know, you always get ideas for um, products and inventions. Like everybody, you know, when I do speaking engagements, I ask the room, how many ever had an idea for a product? Um, uh, and all the hands raise up. And then how many of you that that same product idea that you had you saw it on tv or in an ad somewhere and the hands raise up and so i was the same way i always had i always had ideas um but i remember one thing my grandfather uh said, said to me he said hey chris what's the richest land in the world and i said uh i said the united states he said no i said china he said no and i said grandpa i give up what's the what's the richest land in the world and he said, the graveyard, because that's where so many people died with great ideas in them that they never got out. Very true. And that made an impact on me. I said, you know what? No matter how small the idea, I'm going to go ahead and get this thing out. And so I said, you know what? This has to be simple enough for me to create. And so I said, I'm doing it. And, and at the time, I'm also building the Johnson Group. Uh, but this is what I did. I said, you know what? I'm committing myself to daily action every single day for this idea that i have with this rapid ramen cooker it was called the noodle bowl at the time i said i'm going to do one thing just one thing right and i and, I, and those yeah. the, those one days accumulated um so fast forward you know when i i had the plan i i went on legalzoom.com to file the provisional patent uh then i after i filed the provisional patent i sought out a uh, patent attorney the patent attorney referred me to a guy by the name of Darren Otten, uh, who's a professor at Chico State. And uh, so Chico State, the students at Chico State created my first prototype. Uh, and then so now I actually had one and, you know, I had the dimensions and the whole nine. I tested it. It worked. And so now it's like, okay, how do I get mass production? And uh, I asked uh, the professor and uh, by the time I got off the phone with him, I was more confused <laughs> than when I asked the question of how do I do it. <laughs> so, so, so I said to him, I said, listen, can I do this? Can I hire you as a consultant? And I said, and you kind of walk me through this process. And I said, I, you know, I don't want you to just do it. I want to learn this. And, you know, and so he agreed. And so I paid him as a consultant. And, uh, and then that's how I got to mass production. Um, and then now I had, I had units. And so, you know, my house was my fulfillment center and, you know, my wife, you know, and the kids, I was selling my website. I built my own website on Yahoo. It was a reeky dink website, but you know, <laughs> it, it, it worked, you know? And, um, uh, so that's how my journey uh, got started. And so what happened, uh, I won a small business of the year with Senate pro Tim Daryl Steinberg and they had this business lunch, lunch, uh, you know, gathering. 
And now that I had my units, they expected me to talk about the Johnson group because the Johnson group was rolling. And I was like, something said, you know what, bring the ramen cooker. So I bring the ramen cooker and uh, uh, they expect me to talk about Johnson group. So I talked about Johnson group a little bit. And then I said, hey, and I create this new idea. It's, you know, it's called the noodle bowl and you put the ramen in here and <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and I'm telling them like, man, that's cool. You know, actually, we know the store manager at uh, the Truxel Walmart. Uh, he, you know, he's loved to talk to you, you know. So they gave me the number. I set a meeting with uh, the store manager at Walmart, right? The audacity. Like, my first customer that I went after was Walmart, okay? So I go, have, I go there. Uh, I'm waiting by the cash register. The guy forgets about the meeting. And so I'm waiting there for like 20 minutes. Finally, he comes out big six, four, uh, guy, uh, he weighs me back and I'm pitching the ramen cooker here at Walmart. I'm like, Hey, it's the world's fastest and easiest way to make ramen noodles. All you do is put this block of ramen noodles in here, add water to the water line, pop it in the microwave for three minutes, take it out with the two heat resistant handles and it makes perfect ramen. And the guy is just poker face. He's just, staring <laughs> at me. and then, and then he stands up, doesn't say a word stands up and says, follow me. And so I follow him. We go into the ramen aisle. He grabs a pack of ramen, says, follow me. I walk behind him and I follow him to the break room. He put, he hands the noodles to me and says, show me. So I open it up. I get out a pack of ramen. I put it in there. I put the water to the water line. I put it in the microwave, press it up for three minutes. And while it's cooking, I'm trying to engage in some small talk. The dude is not engaged, and uh, it thing. I take the ramen out, and they're not done. And I'm like freaking out. I'm like, dude, I'm like, uh, like freaking out inside. I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? I passed these out to my family and friends. This thing is a hit. Like, what is going on? And I said, hey, you know what? Let me put it in for like one more minute. And so I put it in for one more minute. Ding. I take them out. They're still not done. And I'm like, oh, are you kidding me? Yeah. My shot at Walmart. But I could see at the bottom that they were done. And I gave it a stir. And so I, I put the seasoning in. And uh, you only need half the seasoning because it's only one cup of water. So that's another you know, benefit of it. He takes the, he takes the uh, ramen cooker and he, he takes a bite. And it's just silence while he's chewing. And then he goes, man, this is a winner. He said, um, he said, we sell pallets and pallets of ramen noodles. I want to be your first customer. And, wow. uh, and, and, uh, and I'm like, Hey, thank you so much, man. And, and I was like, thank you. You know, and he, and then he grabs a pack of ramen. And he said, make sure you pay for this on your way out. I'm like, you <laughs> <laughs> got it, man. And I was so calm and collected, you know, as I'm walking out the store, man, I get into my car and I just started praising God, man. I was like, are you kidding me? I got Walmart. <laughs> And so I didn't even have a bank account set up yet. So that same day I go to Chase and I was like, okay, I got to create a bank account. I created the rapid ramen and, the, and, and I'm filling out the application for, for Chase. And then the uh, guy says, man, what is a rapid ramen? And I tell him what it is. And he said, you know what? Leticia or dad's at KCRA. She's a good friend of mine. She loves covering these stories. I'm like, oh, well, great. I would love to talk to her long and short of it. KCRA actually films it. 
inside the side the Walmart and uh, talks about you know and I'm and so I'm talking about it you know and it was like a, a great story and so it airs and I'll never forget this uh, what a, after it airs I'm just so excited like man it's about to sell out at Walmart it's selling online you know and so I'm like looking at the sales online but there's not really there's some sales but more people are doing comments through my website and they're like sending like emails and comments and I'm on the bed and I'm like reading them to my wife. And it was comments like, Oh, why didn't I think, uh, you know, I wish I would have thought of that, man, I could have used that in college, man, you're going to be a millionaire, like all these things. And we're all so excited. And then there was one comment that put every, all the energy to silence. And it's this comment said, this is the stupidest idea I've ever heard in my life. Ugh. Walmart is stupid for putting it in their stores. KCRA is stupid for covering it. And you're stupid for thinking of it to even try this. And it said, P.S. I remember the P.S. You will never make a dime on this. Oh, and they're always out there. Oh Go ahead, my sorry. gosh. And I remember, listen, man, I'm a pretty confident guy, but that just, that, that paused me. And, um, that's where I learned on this journey, the difference between faith and fear. And in that journey, what I realized between faith and fear, they are polar opposites, but they share one same thing that connects them together. They're polar opposites, but there's something about them that are, is the same. And the thing that is the same, they both want you to believe something that hasn't happened yet. Mm. It hasn't happened yet. So, so the fear of, of or, or, or the fear of like, man, dude, noodles, man, I'm going to be the laughing stock, stock of Sacramento. Like, man, this is not going to work. Oh my gosh. Like these things are not going to sell. People are going to, you know, tease me about being, you know, having a bowl. Like, man, dude, what am I doing? I'm, I'm taking attention from my business that's making me money. Oh, man, the fear. And then the faith, but it hasn't happened yet. And then the faith is saying, man, I am going to blow this thing up. You know how many people eat noodles? I am going to be a millionaire. I'm going to be able to bless my church. I'm going to bless my community. I'm going to be able to uh, impact generations I don't know. That's the faith. And so in any journey that you're going on, you're going to have faith and you're going to have fear, but you can't have them both. And so I said, you know what? I'm choosing faith. I'm going after this thing. And, uh, and that's where I continued that journey, man. And fast forward now, just to kind of give you an idea, and I turn it back to you for questions, is this small little idea this square shaped bowl has turned into more than i could even imagine god says no eye has seen no ear has heard no mind has imagined what's in store right. for those who love them and fast forward to where we are now uh i have 24 products uh we are in over 50,000 retail stores it's an amazon bestseller uh, over $51 million in retail sales. And <laughs> it has led to big license deals with Disney, Nickelodeon, Collegiate, uh, Nissan Foods, Top Ramen, 
Um, and it continues to go on and on. We're in Walmart, Target, CVS, uh, Kroger, um, and all from the decision of a one of one small idea that cost me less than less than four thousand dollars to even start the idea. And so uh, I just feel incredibly blessed. Uh, I'm still on the journey, and in that journey, yes, there's been roller coasters, ups and downs. But the faith uh, has uh, has continued to push me through. No, that's absolutely amazing. I'm actually glad that you, you elaborated on that. From from being literally family business, which it still is, but I'm saying family business, like in your house, you know, with the production, right? To into Walmart, to you know the the exposure and the you know the exponential growth after it got out there, you know, with KCRA and. It's just a, it's truly amazing, and and how it's continue, has continued to to grow, um, all from a little idea, you know. And I, I'm, <laughs> it's funny though you mentioned that comment that caught your eye because it it just shows you, no matter you know no matter how good or you know what people are up to and how much you know just people are in awe of you know of the things that we may be up to. There's always going to be those people out there, right? There's always going to be those people out there. And, and that's when it's very critical to have that faith up. So, so those, when those things do happen, faith will always, will always conquer the fear. You agree with that? A hundred percent. There's no question. No Absolutely. Question let, let, let's get into this though. I, I mean, just, just backtrack just slightly. Cause I, cause I want to just want to get into this as we talk, you know, get, you know, talk about uh, the rapid brand is when it comes to the shark tank, cause you know, a lot of people were able that was awesome. A lot of people were able to, you know, see someone here locally, make it there and, and just do really great. Yeah. Great composure up there. Uh, posture was on a, on a million, man. Just want to let you know, it was awesome to see. Talk to me about that Shark Tank experience, uh, you know, being on there, you know, pitching a product, you know, how, how was that whole experience for you? Oh man, it was, it was a dream come true. Like, uh, you know, I've, I've always, you know, I, I was a big fan of the show. I always watched the show. And uh, it's also the story of persistence. Um, a lot of people don't know that I actually got two rejection notices from Shark Tank before getting on. Uh, wow. You know, I would, I would go to their online, I submit my uh, information, my video, and nothing. You know, I, I would get an email saying, hey, thanks, but no thanks. Please try for next season. I, like it, it would, and um, man, I, I was still just persistent. And uh, a guy by the name of Leroy Chappet, uh, you know, I'm really thankful for him. Uh, some, one of his staff members was a sorority sister with uh, one of the casting directors. And so he tried to connect us and, uh, and uh, with the friend and it didn't pan out, but I had a name now, right? And so I went on LinkedIn and I went on her LinkedIn and, you know, I pitched, you know, myself as far as being on the show. A week later, I got a call from a 310 number, and I was like, man, that's L.A. This has to be Shark Tank. Sure enough, it was. Mm. And uh, they, I started going through the process, um, and uh, it was amazing, you know. And, and uh, so I get to go on the show, and I remember before airing, I mean, it's talked about the preparation. I went and rewatched every single episode of Shark Tank. <laughs> and I wrote down every single question they ever asked an entrepreneur. And the total amount of questions with some of the duplicity, you know, I, I kind of extracted the duplicity, 
was 182 questions. Wow. And then I went and I, I answered all 182 questions about my business. So when I say I was prepared, man, like I knew my business down to the last penny. <laughs> so preparation at its at its best that's for 100%. sure 100 percent. and i remember you know as you know you're behind the doors and uh one of the uh one of the uh producers you know he was like from granite bay or somewhere like sacramento and he's he's uh like talking to me like you know but before i'm going on and i'm just focused and i told him i said hey man i just gotta pray right now and so I like, I have my head down and I'm praying and I'm just like, Hey, guide, guide me, give me the words, you know? And, and, I, and then boom, the doors open and I'm ready. I walk down, I walk and you got to stand on this X. And so you stand on this X and you can't say anything until the producer, the other producer says go, and then you do your pitch. Well, you're standing on this X for like a minute and 30 seconds and the sharks are staring at you. Uh, you're looking at them <laughs> and it's nothing but pure intimidation. There's no reason that they're doing that. And it's pure intimidation. But you know, it's like, man, I'm battle tested. I've been here. Like, like, um, you know, there's always butterflies. Even when I have speaking engagements, even when I'm talking to, to, to people, there's always butterflies, but uh, I destroy them with confidence, man, of like, man, I destroy them with faith, like I'm ready. And then they say, go. And uh, what you'll see on my episode, I did something, you know, it's not guaranteed that every single entrepreneur is going to air. And so I said, you know what? I got to be different. And I said, I'm going to take a risk. And I told my wife about the risk that I was going to take. She said, do it. So what I mm. did when I started, when they said, go, I go, hi, Sharks. Um, my name is Chris Johnson. And so I was like really meek and like like uh, <laughs> frail, right? And uh, and then, and I could see in their face like what? And I go, boom! Hey, Sean, my name is Chris Johnson. And, I, and they go, whoa! Like I scared the crap out of them. And they're like, what? Like and from there, man, it was energy like crazy. Um, at one point, I had every single shark in. And uh, by the end of it, three, three made offers, Mr. Wonderful, uh, Robert, and, uh, and then Mark. Um, and then um, I end up, uh, I was the first contestant entrepreneur that Mark initially went out. I was one of the first contestants to bring Mark back in. And um, so uh, more than just the deal, uh, Shark Tank put us on a rocket ship. I mean, we made more the night of the show than when I was actually originally taping on the show uh, for the investment. Mm -hmm. uh, and so it, it, uh, it put me on a national scale uh, and buyers, you know, wanted to talk to me and, you know, it was easy to get the meetings. And so, you know, if someone's blessed to, to, to have the opportunity for Shark Tank, it definitely, it definitely could, uh, could put you on a rocket ship. Talk to me about the, you know, working with Mark Cuban. I mean, what, to what extent was, was that partnership and, you know, him being so successful, I mean, whether, you know, you love him or hate him, man, one thing that's irrefutable is his success. So talk to me about, you know, uh, working with him, uh, you know, to what extent and, and what's, what are some things that you've uh, been able to, you know, pick from him 
you know, yeah, when it comes well, to his. Well, his. well, well here, here, here's the thing is that after, um, after I aired, um, again, we had made more money than actually when I, so I really didn't need the investment anymore. However, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Yes. But however, I still wanted the mentorship. Uh, and so more so when I'm, when I was vetting the deal is how realistic it would be for the mentorship. Uh, at that time, Mark had like 76 companies. Um, and the deal wasn't, uh, it wasn't, uh, there, there was a lot of things within the structure of the deal that, you know, I wasn't happy with. Um, so I actually declined, declined the deal. Uh, I think Mark's a, a great guy and, uh, you know, awesome, but, uh, um, I declined the deal. And so I got the exposure, uh, without giving a piece of, of the company away. And, um, that, that proved to be a really, you know, fast forward, you know, five, six years later, that proved to be a really, really, uh, uh great decision, especially based on the valuation. Were you able to, you know, have any type of, you know, uh, communication with, with Mark Cuban at all after the, I mean, to any extent, when you, like like what you mentioned, when it comes to the, the mentorship, were, were you a, were you guys able to connect at all? Oh yeah, yeah, definitely connect after uh, after the show. You know, texting and um, emailing and, and the whole nine while we were you know finalizing the the deal. Uh, but when I when I decided that uh, uh, the deal wasn't uh, you know consumerate to you know as far as where I wanted to go and where I wanted to take this and some of the unwillingness of getting some of the clauses out, um, I declined. Uh, but uh, uh, it was all in uh, good faith um, and uh, uh, no hard feelings at all. You know, just uh, uh, it made more sense for me to uh, go at this alone than, than uh, having uh, that, that deal done. And at that time, uh, I was season five, uh, Mark's team, he has a whole team that kind of basically helps mentor these entrepreneurs. And at that time, uh, my experience of how much retail I was in was even exceeded those guys. So, uh, so it, wor it worked out as far as uh, uh, that. So I definitely wish Mark the best. Yeah, absolutely. And plus, as you as you you just mentioned and alluded to, Shark Tank uh, was a success. I mean, just the exposure that you got from there uh it was you know priceless literally you know it it, it you know it changed your, your whole business literally in a night so uh that, that's great to hear uh with rabbit brands here uh a couple quick questions on that is uh you've had great that's irrefutable what what's what's your overall uh you know vision um long term for that are there even more products you plan on uh, on launching or do you really want to focus on the you know your portfolio you have right now uh what's your vision for that yeah, you know what? Um, yeah, I'm I'm continuing to grow grow uh, rapid brands. Uh, you know, we we launch like five to six products per year. But I tell you, you know, one of the things that I'm uh, even equally excited about is, you know, uh, Major Views, which is a company that you know does the marketing uh, that I started with my daughter, who came to me and said, "Hey, Dad, your ramen cookers on TikTok." And I hired her as an intern. I said, hey, you know what? Can you do this on purpose? Can you go out and get influencers? I hope you negotiate the deals. Five weeks later, she has 130 influencers uh, to the tune of 10 million, I'm sorry, 13 million views and increased our sales 86% month over month. <laughs> and I go, wow, 
this is a whole nother company. Uh, so I created a company with her called Major Views. And, you know, we're doing influencer marketing uh, for, for other companies. Uh, so I'm excited about that. Um, in addition to that, I was tapped by uh, Amazon. Uh, one of the goals that I have is not just my success to just, you know, bless me and my family, but, you know, there's so many other uh, people, especially in, in, in my community that have great ideas. They just don't know where to start. And so, um, you know, I have a goal called zero to a billion where I want to help a minimum of a thousand people uh, have million dollar products or million dollar businesses and a thousand times a million is a billion. And so that's the legacy that I want to uh, uh, leave and I want to uh, impact. And so I've already, I'm, I got nine, 999 to go. Uh, Chuka Torres from Rich Barber. He was my first um, guy that was from Sacramento. Uh, started out just as a barber. Now has five to six patents. Uh, does a tremendous business on Amazon. And uh, it's a seven figure business, which is just a blessing. Um, and so I want to do that. So that's, that's something that's really important to me. And uh, I'm partnering with Amazon to bring uh, black food brands on the Amazon platform. And, uh, and they have the same goal for me. We're gonna bring a minimum of a thousand uh, to 2000 companies on Amazon over the next three years. And, and uh, our Amazon's goal is bigger than mine. They wanna do $10 billion in sales uh, within that community. So um, leveraging rapid brands to continue to build success, but also to help other companies. I think at this stage in my life, it's more than just, you know, building cool companies. I, it, you know, I'm really powered by purpose and really making sure I can make a huge impact. And so that's, uh, that's, that's really what's exciting for this next chapter and journey in my life. Absolutely. Paying it forward. Uh, you know, uh, in this case, uh, you know, even in your own household, shout out to Chloe and what she's been able to do. I and mean, that's amazing. That, honestly, that's absolutely incredible. Uh, you know, cre you know uh, pretty much forcing her hand on you, right? Creating a, another, another company, right? And, uh, <laughs> and, and uh, you know, so shout out to her. I know uh, Josiah, Joe had a, uh, I believe it was a joke book, right? Not, not too long ago on Amazon. Yes. Yeah, yes. he had a joke book. Yeah. So te teaching entrepreneurship at such a young age and which is, which is beautiful. Um, and then, you know, helping, you know, like I said, be blessed to be a blessing, paying it forward. Uh, you know, the rich barber, I know he's definitely expanded, you know, he's, uh, you know, exposure has been out there. I mean, de definitely, uh, they, they look at him now as, as from a, you know, strictly as a barber to a full out entrepreneur. And like you said, having the pants on, on multiple products, you definitely see your impact and your staple on people's lives. I mean, that, and that's an amazing goal that you have. Uh, you know, when it comes to paying it forward and, and, and to the next generation to come. And like I said, and, and the you know, next Johnson generation to come when it comes to, you know, your kids, which is, like I said, I, I mean, I, I can't give you enough credit and kudos on, on that, man. Well, here, I, I just got a couple more questions, and then we're going to end with some, you know, fun Q&A, like I always try to end all my shows with. So, um, you know, you know, overall, I mean, you, uh, we went, went over quite a bit. I mean, you, you kind of spoke about what you – plan on doing here in your next chapter uh so flat out what has been the highlight of the journey so far i mean like so far what would you say would be the number one if you had the highlight if there's one highlight that would you know uh, pretty much stick in your mind amongst everything you've been able to accomplish what is it so far oh, man i that's a really tough question because there are so many um 
You know, I, I think one of the biggest is, you know, like really seeing my vision and things that, you know, I had on my dream board actually come to pass. Like, um, I think that's so, so amazing. Like these things that, you know, I wanted to accomplish, things I wanted to have, things I wanted to do. And so now I actually have a reality board and side by side, you see what my dreams were and then you see it come to pass. And then seeing my kids uh, say, dad, like I remember you talking about that and seeing like it actually here um, is amazing. So it just has a profound impact um, of, you know, God's amazing promises and, and them coming to pass. And I think they mean so much to me because during the turbulence where you feel like you're going to lose it all or the turbulence where you lost this deal, the turbulence uh, where, you know, uh, things weren't going well, uh, that you still stayed in that vision and uh, it still came true. So I would say that that's probably the biggest thing, seeing, seeing the vision come to pass. That's amazing. Uh, I probably said that probably 50 times during this podcast. I, I, I mean, I'm truly inspired uh, by everything you've done, uh, you know, and like I said, I know your best days are, are yet to come. Um, literally so many success principles you have, you know, relayed in this, in this, uh, you know, pod and being able to execute, not just, you know, knowing the success principles, but being able to take action and, you know, like you said, be resilient and, and having that work ethic and that drive to, uh, you know, really see it through has been really remarkable. And that's why you are, uh, you know, one of the most successful individuals out here. I know you've inspired thousands. I mean, not just here locally, but, you know, all throughout, probably all throughout the world as well, internationally. Um, and I know you're a humble, humble guy. So um, I'll say it for you, you know, so it, it, your success has just been, like I said, truly irrefutable. Awesome. Um, like I said, when I think of success here locally, I mean, this genuinely, you're, you're, you're literally one of the, you know, the top people, first people come to my mind, man. And I know, uh, you know, you start with. I, no, I'm sorry. I, 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 re, I really appreciate that, man. It's, um, and, and I'd be remiss, to, you know, uh, to, to, you know, by, without saying, like, I, I truly mean this, is that, uh, you know, um, God has tremendously blessed, blessed me. And, I, and uh, you know, I, I'm just really, I'm just super uh, grateful. And I can't take the credit because only he provides the increase, right? Uh, and, you know, That's just right. the faith faith and the, and, and the work. And so, you, you know, of course, definitely I did the work, but the increase comes from him. Um, so, but man, I, I really appreciate it. I'm, I'm, I'm flattered by that. Thank you so much. Uh, but man, like I said, just really been, really been a, a joy having you on a show real quick, fast Q and a man. Uh, I got some quick questions here, you know, just first thing that, that pops on your head, nothing too deep, but just they're kind of random too. So here we go. Uh, what are you listening to on your, on, on the way to a big meeting right now? Oh, that's good. Uh, right now, it's um, it's like uh, it it depends. Uh, oh man, think of, what, what on a big meeting. You know what? I gotta say, my first thing is silence, man. It's like okay. I, I just want to hear my own thoughts and, and, and prepare. Beautiful. That's self talk. Self talk. So you're talking to someone good. I love it. That's good. Here we go. Uh, has I hate to say it, you know. If you guys don't know, Josiah Johnson is one of the best of the 2023 class. Has Josiah officially passed you up on the hoop court? <laughs> <laughs> I 
and remember, and remember, remember, uh, Chris, this is going out to the world, man. This is out there. So I'm hey, in, I'm in, I'm in seven countries now. Let's go. Uh, I gotta say, man, it's it that is true now. Like um, he wore me out, and uh, you know, uh, yeah, he 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 has he has taken the crown and uh, and has done it in a very brutal fashion. <laughs> Hey, hey, he learned from you, brother. You already knew it was going to come that way. So here, uh, here, uh, who is your GOAT in the NBA? I know you're a basketball fan. Who is your GOAT? Oh, Michael, man. Of course, Michael. Um, okay. I, I, I love his dog and competitiveness, man. Okay. Uh, favorite movie of all time? Wow. You know, first thing pops to mind is uh, um, uh, Denzel Washington. Um, um, uh, American Gangster. You can't go wrong with when you said Denzel Washington. You couldn't go wrong with anything you said after that. So you're good. <laughs> uh, so, so you're, I know you love them all, but what's your number one go-to rapid brand product? I gotta go with the flagship man, the the, the one that started this whole journey, the the rapid ramen cooker. All right, man. Last one, last one here. Number one advice you have for any aspiring entrepreneur? Wow, that's really good. Uh, my advice would be have the idea, the business that you want to pursue. Think about the amazing things that could happen and do it without regrets. Because one of the biggest things that is super, super painful, it's not the failure of a business you can get past that and there's things that you can learn from, but it's the regret of never ever trying. And so don't go through that pain of not of regret. That's awesome, man. That is awesome. Well, Chris, it's been a pleasure. I thank you so much for blessing us here with, with the, on the episode with straight talk with straight hand, man. Just want to thank you again for providing your, you know, your, your backstory, your testimonials, you know, the, just the content and value that I know, the listeners out there are going to be able to really take in implement implement and help them on their journey to success man awesome man hey it's my, my pleasure you thank you for, for having me on the in. show you got it for all you listeners out there continue having a blessed day thank you for tuning into another straight talk with straight hand god bless thanks for tuning in to another straight talk with straight hand podcast if you haven't done so already click the subscribe button and we will catch you on the next episode